Hey, it's Lola here, creator of thesmokingprofit.com, a life advice site that focuses on spirituality, creativity, and culture. I have with me Dante. Hey, it's Dante at that DC kid. Follow me on Instagram, by the way. Thank you, Lola, for actually letting me do my own introduction. I appreciate it. <laughs> so as you already can see, this is going to be a very fun podcast today because Dante is turned all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Smoking Profit Podcast. We really appreciate you tuning in. You could be anywhere, but you're here with us, and we thank you for that. I believe that everyone deserves to live their best life, and everything I do supports that. I curate some really dope information to help you live life and live life better, to help you do life and do life better. Today is no different. And our topic is... Sex is a weapon. Yes, you heard right. Sex is a weapon. Now, you're probably thinking one of three things. One, what are they about to talk about? Two, sex is not a weapon. Or three, I'm just here for the comments. That's what I'm here for. Dante, you're here to host with me. What do you mean you're here for the comments? Because I can host and spectate at the same time. I'm multitasking. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, to be honest, I'm not sure what's going to happen today with our topic and with Mr. Dante being so turned up, but let me just tell you how this content idea actually came to me. I'm sitting at work listening to YouTube when my mind zones off into intimacy and whoop, there it is. Sex is a weapon. Whoop, there it is. So I text Dante, sex is a weapon. (laughs) (laughs) and then I text him a tagline with it, and he was like, wow, like, I'm in. So for many of you, you're probably thinking, like, I disagree with your title, but I just want you to give me a little bit of time, and I think that you're going to change your mind on it. Typically, when you read, see, or hear sex is a weapon, your mind goes a few places. First, sex shouldn't be a weapon in a relationship. You shouldn't withhold yourself from your partner. Or, yeah, sex does make people feel better. So we should use it to our advantage. I almost had a comment and I'm going to be quiet. Thank you. But for me, when I say sex is a weapon, I'm talking about using intimacy to cultivate deeper connection and fight covenant-breaking attacks against your marriage. So this conversation is not going to be all about sex. It's going to be all about intimacy. Because intimacy is the highest achievement each of us should go after in a relationship. Now, before we just dive right into our thoughts on sex as a weapon, I want to share this. A few months ago, my wonderful turned up husband over here, Dante... (laughs) got me to finally take the five love languages quiz by Gary Chapman. When she says finally, um, when did I first tell you about that quiz? A very long time ago. Mm. But I took it. That's what matters. Yes. Okay. I finally did it. And when I did it, it was super helpful. Like one of Dante's love languages is physical touch. So he loves to be touched and I do this to him as often as possible because it's a really natural way for him to receive love. I noticed that because he enjoys physical touch, he also likes to give that out. So he 
10 stakes for us to love to me in that way. He's always doing it as well. So when things are off in our relationship, when he's bothered by something or maybe even upset with me, it happens, there's less touching. There's less intimacy and there is less connection. Now, affirmation is one of my love languages. I love when Dante affirms me. This is one of my main ways to express love. So of course, I want him to love me back in this way. But when things are off, when I'm stressing or upset with anything at all, the affirmations slow down. Now, once I notice this was happening and that the way we receive love was also a way that we tend to express it. And when things are off, you know, it slows down. Once I saw that change, that shift, I was like, we need to be more intentional about expressing love to one another, especially when our normal ways of expressing it slows down. So when our energy is off a bit or when we're in the car or when we're about to have a heated conversation, I'll just reach over and touch him or he'll touch me or we'll take a walk and we'll hold hands and talk and have our conversations from there. My point is this, we do what we have to do to cultivate deeper connection and to fight covenant breaking attacks on our marriage. And this is why we've chosen to love each other for life. Dante and I have chosen to love each other. When we wed, we entered into a covenant together. We made promises to each other. And more importantly, we became one. For us, there is no separation when you become one with someone. So during fights, during stressful times, during whatever, we still honor our commitment to being one. And we deepen our commitment to each other by engaging in intimacy. Sex is a weapon. Yes, it is. Per neuroscientist Daniel Levitin. And you may hear Lola giggle because let me just say this. <laughs> Lola had the spelling of his name with an H in it. So I actually was saying Daniel Levitin <laughs> trying to say it correctly. And she couldn't understand why I kept saying it incorrectly. How did you say it? Levitin. <laughs> Hold on. So he said Levitin. Levitin. <laughs> so I saw the H. And I can read English. So I was like, okay, I understand what that age sounds like. this reminded me of something I saw on Instagram (laughs) recently with the girl from 3LW. And the song was Promise Something. Promise it, promise it. I'm getting sick and tired of you. Promise it, promise it. So when he kept saying love it, I was like, what's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? (laughs) I'm sorry, we're goofy. Okay, super. Per neuroscientist Daniel Levitin, when a person has an orgasm, when a person has an orgasm, oxytocin is released. And one of the effects of oxytocin is to make us feel bonded to others. Evolutionary psychologists have speculated this was nature's way of causing couples to want to stay together after sex to raise any children that might result from that sex. This tells me that sex is meant to be enjoyable, but it's also meant to connect us. Throughout history, sex and marriage was used to form alliances. A perfect example 
King Philip II and Mary, Queen of Scots, had an arranged marriage that was designed to build a political alliance between the countries of Spain and England. This union allowed them to co-reign with them both sharing the ruling titles together. It also allowed them to have allies nearby in case of wartime, and if there should be children involved, it would make the ties that much stronger. Sexual equality in marriage. Now, have you ever gotten into an argument and said, or heard, <laughs> that's why I ain't giving you none. You think I'm gonna give you some after what you just said? And my personal favorite, I'm not having sex with you for the rest of life. First of all, why is that your personal favorite? Is that something that you say? Uh, no, that's just something I've heard before from Lola. <laughs> <laughs> really, Dante? Yeah. Oh, we calling her all out too. From Lola. For life. This is the perfect moment. Withholding sex from your spouse is not okay. <laughs> because you're to surrender your bodies to one another. Let me say that part. Withholding sex from your spouse is not okay because you're to surrender your bodies to one another. And the idea of holding out to get others to give in to something just seems like the most terrible idea. Exactly. Why do we think that to make others feel hurt, to feel anger or angst of what we feel, we've got to use sex as a weapon? Why do we think it's okay to dominate the people that we've chosen to partner with for life, as Lola likes to say, with, <laughs> emotionally and sexually? And why do we want to use sex to hurt our partner when sex was created to help us bond, not break us? Did you hear that? Sex was created to help us bond and not break us. And this is nothing new. For ages, sex has been used as a weapon to manipulate others. Whether it be on trivial matters like shopping, like uh, you really want those shoes, what are you going to give me in order to get them? First of all, I better not ever tell you that. Like, you really want them shoes, Dante? <laughs> yeah, oh, so you telling me that? What you going to do for them shoes? Rose reverse. Okay, I see. Okay, she came quick. Or, <laughs> or it could be for bigger matters, such as jobs. And yes, there are professionals who have slept their way to the top. But for us, it's different. Per Paul, a husband has the responsibility of meeting the sexual needs of his wife and likewise a wife to her husband. Neither the husband nor the wife have exclusive rights to their own bodies, but those rights are to be surrendered to the other. So don't continue to refuse your spouse those rights, except perhaps by mutual agreement for a specified time so that you can both be devoted to prayer. And then you should resume your physical pleasure so that the adversary cannot take advantage of you because of the des desires of your body. So sex is a weapon, but for us it's different. It's not meant to be a weapon against your spouse. Sex is meant to be a weapon against the attacks that come to break your marriage. Mm. Deepening your intimacy. Intimacy can be your greatest weapon against the people and outside forces who want to destroy your relationship. Intimacy can be your key to overcoming situations that test your marriage. And here are just a few things that can shape moments in your marriage. Personal interchanges. So you can have something that is going on with you personally that you're working through. 
There could be relational changes. This could be a disagreement that you have between your partner or maybe there's a big life change in the family, like something happens with someone's parent or maybe a child or there's a job situation that takes place. And then there can also be environmental influences that shape moments in your marriage. Environmental influences are things that happen around you, things that happen within your personal surroundings, your circle, your family, or even random people that you don't know, including people that see you on social media or that you interact with there or that just know about your relationship. All right, story time. Now, at times, you will experience unexplainable negativity and energy shifts in your relationship. This sometimes happens when people speak negatively against your marriage. Lola and I can be out having the most wonderful time when all of a sudden the energy shifts and things are off. When this first happened, we didn't recognize what was happening or the source, but eventually we came to understand it was from an outside source. Most often, the source has been people speaking bad about our relationship on purpose or just through casual conversation. And we are not the only ones. We have met other married couples who have gone through the exact same thing. This is why intimacy is so important because you are building stronger bonds that become harder to break or shatter. That's good, Dante. Yes, and since we've identified the point, which is to disrupt the unity of our home, we fight back and use intimacy to counteract it. So here are some ways that we use intimacy to counteract the attacks against our marriage. Number one, we do new things together because intimacy is creating new experiences. Number two, we're committed to learning ourselves and each other because intimacy is knowing your partner as they are, but also learning your partner as they evolve. Dante and I regularly take assessments to put language to who we are for ourselves, but then also to learn how to be better partners to one another. And number three, we honor our bodies because intimacy goes beyond sex. Dante and I don't just rush into sexual intimacy. We spend time getting to know, honoring, and loving one another. And we don't wait until midnight or the end of the day to do that when we're tired. We just suggest that you pick a really great time, sometimes in the middle of the day, yeah. between 1 and 3 o'clock. That works for us. <laughs> it's really, really great. All right, and then number four, we build trust in small moments. And through vulnerability, because intimacy is having the courage to be yourself. Intimacy is being vulnerable within the realm of romance and beyond. Before Dante and I got married, we were completely vulnerable with one another. Like, I spoke to Dante about my fears, about past experiences, and we decided that we were just going to love each other fearlessly. And then we spoke to each other about our finances. Mm -hmm. He talked to me about his finances. I talked to him about mine. We talked to each other about where we wanted to go. We really wanted to make sure we were on the same page. You know, Dante was a bit tougher to crack when it came to his fears, but eventually loved one. And he disclosed them. And that vulnerability that we have for one another is not something that just stopped when we got married. It's something that happens day by day by day and we use every little moment that we have with one another to build trust especially those small things and those small moments 
according to Daniel Levitin, intimacy is allowing another person to share and have access to our private behaviors, personal thoughts, joys, hurts, and fears of being hurt. Intimacy also includes creating shared meaning, those inside jokes, that sideways glance that only your sweeties understands, a kind of telepathy. It includes the freedom to be who we are in a relationship without the need to project a false sense of ourselves and to allow the other person to do the same. Intimacy allows us to talk openly about things that are important to us and to take a clear stand on emotionally charged issues without fear of being ridiculed or rejected. So ultimately, sex is a weapon, but use sex as a weapon in the right way. Use it to cultivate deeper connection and fight covenant-breaking attacks against your marriage. You'll be happier. Your partner will surely be happier. Yeah, they will. If you have children, they're going to be happier. Your co-workers are going to be happier. If you're a boss, your employees will thank you for it. Everyone is going to be happier. Let's just say that. And having this fulfilling type of relationship will not only allow you to experience a better quality of life, but it's going to allow you to experience better health, quicker recovery from illnesses, and also to live longer lives. So thanks so much for listening to the Smoking Profit podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message. Dante, thank you for coming on. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Lola, as well. Yeah, and listen, I was going to say, thank you for hosting and also spectating. Oh, yeah. I'm just here for the comments. (laughs) (laughs) Also, um, do us a favor, subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast. And be sure to visit thesmokingprofit.com to stay tuned to what we're doing there. Thesmokingprofit.com explores the subjects of spirituality, creativity, culture, society, and more in a super easy way. So yeah, go ahead and check it out. Until next time, have the most amazing life.